0: We've done podcasts about more advanced aspects of denials management, and uh, we've even done a little bit about Denials Management 101 in a recent podcast. One of the things, though, um, in order to do something even as simple as denials routing, where the claims are sent to the correct department within the organization, dependent upon what type of denial is received, that really is predicated upon being able to get access to the denials data. And... Some systems, again, it depends on how sophisticated you are, whether you're in a large organization or you have a separate denials management system. In the absence of that, if you're using electronic medical records or if you're dependent upon um, EPIC or some of the major EMR systems, if you're a hospital-affiliated practice, um, laboratory information systems, radiology information systems, many of these systems do not give you access to the denials code, data, and descriptions so that you can actually run um, your own analysis. And so if you don't have that information, what can you do to get it? Because in order really to do anything with denials, you really have to have that information. Without data, you can't analyze anything, you can't benchmark, you can't baseline your performance, you can't make improvements, you can't track improvements, you can't quantify improvements. You really can't do a lot without the data. And of course, you can't route claims to the appropriate department even just in terms of even if you can't quantify the improvement, just basic you know workflow improvements that you want to do with denials um, <clears throat> and, and of course, you can't see what percentage you know how bad you are relative to other organizations so for those of you that can't get this from your billing system um, or there's even scenarios in which you're getting some paper EOBs and include denials. How can you deal with this? right? Um, you may have to change some of your operational processes. Uh, for example, if you have paper coming in, you may want to consider routing all of the paper denials to payment posting. Um, again, it depends on how your organization is set up rather than collectors. In many organizations, collectors if their paper um, may enter that denial information or sort of decide as they're entering that information um, what to do with that claim. There's sort of a multi-part step process um, that collectors engage in where they're sort of looking at the EOB and determining what to do and then maybe even taking some action directly with that all in one sitting and that may not be particularly productive if you actually want to run uh, analysis off of it. So you could actually have collectors enter them and work them individually, but then you essentially lose the benefit of routing them to the best department, um, as we discussed in another module. So if it's a coding issue, you want to route that to the coding department. If it's um, you know the patient's insurance term, then you want to route it to something like patient registration, or if it's a write-off, then to payment posting. So, It might seem more efficient to have collectors enter the information from the UOB and then work the claim all in one sitting. Um, But then you're essentially using collectors as data entry people. And we don't think that's actually the best utilization for them. They are typically more expensive and better trained and more experienced than simply uh, payment posters in the hierarchy in most organizations. And again, no judgment to anybody in any particular department. Um, But also collectors typically are not Coders. Um, some of them, particularly the the better collectors or sort of level two or three that do appeals and things like that, oftentimes do problem solving and do research. Um, but again, they're not coders. They're not you know data entry people and so on. So that's one possibility. Um, If you need to get data uh, from a clearinghouse, for example, um, to get your ERAs for denials, because that's really the only way you're gonna be able to access that information, that's one other possibility. So most clearinghouses will give you access to the ERAs one way or another. Um, It's possible they can run a report showing all of your denials and denials codes. Great, if you can use that, access it, download it. If not, then you may be able to access the actual individual or aggregate ERA files themselves. Those are the 835 files. And so if you get those files, rather than look at all of them individually one at a time and try to manually enter the data from those 835s into a spreadsheet, um, or you could, of course, uh, do something a little bit more sophisticated and create a process to extract the data from those ERAs. And we, and I'm sure other people have done this as well, we've built a system, you know, to load ERAs into a flat file format and extract all that information. Um, and, of course, you can contact us if you want to use that. Um, otherwise, if you want to build it yourself, you can do that. And, you know, again, the 35 format doesn't change very often. It's pretty standard. Um, it's very slow moving. <laughs> the ANSI X12 format is very slow moving ship. Um, but if you want to try to do it yourself in Excel, even if you don't want to build an application to do that, you can actually do it in Excel. <clears throat> you can take an ERA um, or an 835 file and you can essentially copy and paste it um, into one giant file. Now it's kind of very manual labor intensive. Um, or um, you can actually take large bunches of them at a time and And essentially um, you can use a sort of a CSV or a import wizard um, in Excel in order to extract the information and load those into the separate fields or the separate columns um, from the 835 files into Excel. And it might take a little bit of time and a little bit of playing with this to get it right. um, But the delimiter there in terms of the fields is a double asterisk, it's star star. And so if you use star as a delimiter um, for that file, then an import wizard, even the Excel import wizard, will be able to distinguish between those different fields, and it will separate them out into the columns so that you can see, you know, patient name, you know, insurance, um, you know, charge amount, all those kind of things are separated out into the separate appropriate columns, and that actually works. Pretty well, again, might take a little bit tweaking um, and it's, <laughs> it's a little bit more labor intensive than actually having a system that completely automates it. But again, it's something you can actually do. Um, and if you ever wanna get a developer to help with something like this, you can always find somebody on a job board or you know one of the um, contract sites like Upwork and they can even sort of add a little bit of automation to that. Again, we don't suggest doing all of that uh, if you're trying to do this at scale because Systems have been created to do that, and reinventing the wheel is certainly more expensive than buying it from somebody like ourselves. But just know that those kind of things are available. You can actually access that data. So going back to denials, management, and like what's the most important thing? The most important thing is having access to the data. So you need to be able to get access to those specific denial codes, um, and to ideally the descriptions as well, and parse that information out.